in the name of grace, we lowered standard. Jesus never did that. You never saw Jesus lower standard for, for the, for grace. He set the standard and in some cases raised it even more. And then said, you come up here, we're going to help you come up here. And with grace, we're going to help you come up here because we're not expecting perfection, but we are not lowering the standard in order to have a lesser journey for you to come up here. This is the Leading Second Podcast, where we are on a mission to equip local churches everywhere to raise uncommon leaders. The Leading Second Podcast releases every Thursday morning, so hit follow and share this episode with your team. Now, let's jump into another episode for all of us who lead from the middle, from the second chair, for the second chair. second welcome back to season five of the leading second podcast my name is brandon stewart so excited uh you're here today for this conversation if you lead from the middle in any capacity in your church leading second is for you so welcome to your tribe a space we've created just for you and today is the final installment of a series i've really enjoyed i believe is really important for us things that will take you out of ministry our heart our spirit uh, here at Leading Second is that you would run strong for the kingdom, for your pastor. Uh, but we recognize there are potholes along the way and we wanted to shine light on those things. Today, we're having an interesting conversation. We've, we've talked about several things that are weighty and important. Today, we're going to get a little bit practical and we're going to uh, talk about something that's really going to have some handles on it practically in your leadership journey. So I believe it's going to uh, help you immensely. Uh, the Well team from Salt Lake City is back with us and we're going to talk on core competencies. And what is that? Why is it important? We're going to explore all that in this conversation. So without further ado, let's continue uh, my conversation with the Well Church team on things that'll take you out of ministry. All right. Well, I'm so excited to have this kind of final conversation today in our series and the well team you're back Let's go. Uh, for hey. our part four here. We're going to have some fun today. Pastor Jason Parrish, of course, is the lead pastor of the well. Say, Hey, Hey guys. Good to be with you today. Hey, uh, love your voice. Thank you for, for all you add to, to our life, to the team church tribe, to the leading second tribe. We love you. And then, uh, Seth and Kaisa Freeman, yeah, the legends, so good to be legendary here. second chair leaders. <laughs> wow. How long have y'all been, yeah, how true. long have y'all been friends with and like been on the journey uh, with your pastors? We've been friends with Jason and pastor Jason and Erica for 15, 16 years. 16 Something years like that. Now. Yep. And then it would be um, the well will turn 10 in February. Come on, somebody. 10 year anniversary in February. Wow. And we moved here. That. Yeah. We moved here um, as a part of a team from uh, Phoenix, Arizona, um, about 11 years ago doing, doing ministry with them. So it's been incredible. Wow. So you're saying we're hosting Leading Second Camp during your 10th anniversary month. Yes. I'm calling it your un your unofficial anniversary party, at least yeah. for me. There you go. That'd be great. It's a we're getting old party. <laughs> yeah. Your church is getting old party. <laughs> we we all had more hair when we started out. That's, that's a fact. He doesn't look a, a day older. That's amazing. That's amazing. 
Okay, so I've been looking forward to this this part of our series uh, for for this reason. We have covered so much territory in the last three conversations. I mean, we've talked about whoppers. We've talked about identity. We've talked about doctrine. We've talked about church culture. I mean, so much lies on what we've talked about. There's one remaining element, though. And I just have a feeling it makes a bigger impact than we give it credit for sometimes. I would actually say in my leading second coaching that I do with leaders, this has to take up like 75% plus of the conversations that leaders are dealing with. And, and this area can be terminal uh, or can at minimum cause you to lose credibility with people who, who follow you. And that is the area of what we're calling core competencies. So I want you to think today, the core competencies of your leadership. And I'm going to start with you, Pastor Jason, introduce us. This might be a little bit of a newer phrase to somebody. What are core competencies? Why do these matter so much to a leader listening today? Right. So our, our core competencies are what create managerial, let's just for lack of better terms, managerial expertise. And so here's the truth is that you can have doctrine in place, you can have culture in place, you could be forming in your character and identity. But at the end of the day, if we are not good at managing our our lives, if we are not good at managing our work, if we're not good at managing any one of those things, it can undermine everything. Even from this little thing, you can have the greatest gift. I mean, listen, let's take a worship leader, for instance. They could be the most gifted on the planet, singing, playing, whatever it may be. But if they're horrible at answering emails when they're dealing with team, they're losing their team. Their gift doesn't matter because they have nobody else to do it with. So at the end of the day, core competencies, I think, get overlooked a lot right now, especially in a culture that has a tendency to pay more attention to giftedness than certain competencies. And something that we're pressing into as a team around here, we were just talking about this in our pastors meeting uh, this last week, is that especially when an organization or a church is growing, um, the competency level that is necessitated by growth becomes greater and greater. If God has called us to be stewards, then stewards have to develop in this area. The, the, The principle of good stewardship is having core competencies in place, meaning that I know how to do certain things. I know how to manage my time. I know how to manage my calendar. I know how to manage relationships. I know how to send an email back to somebody so that they know and they were they, they felt valued because we communicated them. And I, I would actually argue that a lot of the devaluing that happens with people um, when people don't feel connected or don't feel this, that, or the other isn't because you have weird personalities running around. It's because somebody forgot to give them a call back. So lack of communication created a devaluing of a person, and then that person left their church, or a lot of drama was caused. And it's not because the leader wasn't gifted. It wasn't because that staff member didn't have, you know, um, you know, great cultural alignment or doctrinal and theological alignment. It's because they were horrible at their core competencies, and yeah. stuff didn't get done. I can't tell you how many leaders I've met. Uh, Leaders have had the opportunity to coach wonderful people like men and women called by God in position to serve their pastors, full deal, and yet their behavior in meetings or their communication patterns like you're mentioning. Um, Or sometimes the simplest things completely undermining them. 
And, and you think, man, people could follow you so easily if you fix like these one or two areas, but the lack of self-awareness mm-hmm. of those things uh, creates tremendous problems right. for a leader. I guess I'd love to hear you guys wrestle through this statement. I believe this is a John Maxwell statement. Um, people buy into the leader before they buy into the vision. And I think what that's speaking to is this idea that people are reading you before they're hearing what you say, before you can sell or pitch an idea to them. People want to buy into you as a person. I'll I'll just kind of lob this out, like wrestled through that Seth and Kaisa. Have you seen this true in the lives of, of team members who are attempting to lead on your team? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I kind of, um, I've developed this, I haven't been able to implement it, but I've kind of developed this rule I have in my heart that I really want like every pastor, every leader that's coming into ministry to have like a minimum of five years manager's experience. And I know that's like a, that's a lot to ask, but, but that is one of the biggest things that I've, I have um, dealt with, with the, uh, with the raising up of my team um, that's beneath me is like, like learning how to manage people in a way that you're communicating well to them and communication. Pastor Jason touched on this communication is, is the biggest issue, at least that I have seen in the realm of, um, uh, of, of poor leadership and, 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 and your, and, and your capability, you're, you're responsible for your, for feeding into yourself for learning these things, for being able to be, become a good communicator. And I'm not talking about communicating on a Sunday morning. I'm not talking about being able to do a podcast like Brandon does so brilliantly and how even me stumbling over my words isn't what I'm talking about communication. I'm talking about one-on-one communication with someone where you're asking the right questions, where you're reading their body languages, language, all their non-verbals that they have. I have told my team this one statement, you are not allowed to text anybody anything that has any real weight or heart or emotion behind it. And the Mm -hmm. reason is because they can, people will read into text messages and I'm like, you, you guys, we have, we have certain little, little hiccups and little communication issues that have arisen on, on our team that would have all been cleared up with just the simple phone call of you, of someone hearing the tone of your voice and hearing what you're actually trying to portray and not trying to read through maybe a little defense or something that has come across in a past experience right. or something like that. Right. So communication, honestly, to me, and being able to have those one-on-one, com- commun- uh, one-on-one conversations with people right. is the biggest issue right now, I think that, that we find ourselves in. Well, and we're talking a little bit about playing defense here. So, you know, kind of lowest common denominator, right? Like not being late and, you know, returning phone call. That's kind of like the lowest level of stuff, but, but let's think offense for a minute too. think how far your leadership could go just by mastering some core competencies. I'll give you an example. Years ago, before I really knew Pastor Larry Bry at Elevation, of course, he's one of our favorites in the leading second tribe. Um, Years ago, he about, I don't know, once a month, once every other month, I would get a voice note from him. And it was just, hey, I wanted you to know I prayed for you as I sent this note today. I trust you're well. 
Um, I love you, my friend. Thank you for your faithfulness in the kingdom. You know, some sort of a thing like that. And okay, I'm no dummy. I know he probably does that to a lot of people regularly. You know, I, I got on a list with, with him, you know, I, I felt blessed. Um, I, I know how leadership works, but I thought, you know what? He took time today and he saw me and he prayed for me. And he, and, and I thought this too, their world is really big. Right. Like, like there's a lot going on in that world. And that friend thought of me and right. I guess it, it just had a really deep impact uh, on me that he would do that number one. But then I just so respected like this, this is a leader who's developed competencies and systems in their life, systems of care, you know, and systems of, of like, like he did not have to do that. That is not a list or a system he had to manage. Um, but he did it anyways. I mean, just think, think offense about how, how much impact you could have in people's lives. If we really mastered this, does that make sense to you? Like, let's just not even get common lowest common denominator here. Like you you could take your leadership to the next level by developing core competencies in your life. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I think your core competencies are, are one of those things that you like, you have to be willing to develop yourself. And I think what happens oftentimes that discredits the church is in the name of loving somebody, we allow them to carry on in their lack of competency and therefore mm. don't make the okay. shift or the change that we need to yep. in the moments that we need to. And I think that's one of those things where, Hey, we still love you. God still loves you. This isn't impactful. You know, we're not, we're not speaking to you as a person or your identity. We're just saying, since you can't be here on time, since you can't be here, you know, since you can't respond to the lower denominator like you're talking about, then, you know, we've got to figure out another avenue for you. And we might have to part ways in those areas. But to call people up to that higher standard where you're working on your core competencies um, on your own and reading, you know, diving into yourself, reading into reading leadership books, reading management books, getting feeding into you. And then like, I would say with, especially along lines of communication, it's reps. You got to get some reps. You've got to have communication with people. You got to talk with people. You got to do that. Can I, can I not to over-spiritualize it? And I don't want to take up too much time, but you were talking about like just the stuff you're getting from LB and just like uh, texts of thankfulness for you, praying for you. There's one thing I just learned. If, if, if you're grateful for somebody, let them know that. Let them know you're grateful. And I, I learned something a few months ago, and I probably should have learned it sooner, but like praying prayer of gratefulness over somebody in their presence. I mean, you want to feel the Holy Spirit fall. I mean, you just, you, 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 you tap into something that's right after the, the Father's heart and you pray prayers of gratefulness of what they're doing, what they mean to you on your team, you're going to build up that person's spirit so much. So if if you're grateful for somebody, make sure they know it. Mm, Beautiful. And, and just, yes, not just thinking it. It's like, stop, stop and say it. I will say practically uh, on this note and we can move on, but I just think we, we, dramatically underutilize the tools available to us on our phones. I think, you know, if you, if you want someone to remember your words, write them in a text. I had a friend send me something recently that was extremely impacting. I mean, this, this person believed it was a word from the Lord for me and they wanted me to have it in writing. So rather than call me, they wrote it down. I thought that was the appropriate use of text. But I've also, there's sometimes people need to hear your voice. Sometimes they need to see your face. 
we underutilize video and audio messages greatly considering they're sitting in our pocket all day long. And so I just think, I don't mean to harp too much on communication here, but I think we're kind of raising the issue. This is a big deal for leaders. We are in the gospel. We are, or the kingdom, we're in the communication business. This is what we do. We should really be masters of this domain, so to speak. How are y'all coaching this? Go ahead, Pastor Jason. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I want to make sure to just to help teams with this core competencies issue, because this whole leadership, leadership essentials, the grid that we're using and everything like that. I know for some people right now, this the core competency thing is a little bit confusing, um, mainly because there's like lack of clarity around it. And one of the things sure. that I, I'm hoping to like, we're working on this, we're actually getting ready to move into a series of meetings that are defining this. Uh, and drilling it down even more to help teams out and our team as well by creating the difference between what we're calling common core competencies and then specialized core competencies. Sure. There's a a common core competency across our team, especially those who would be considered staff or employees. And then there's specialized core competencies that would then be departmental or uh, specific to an individual's, you know, workflow, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but core competencies are this at the end of the day. And then Brand, ask your question because this might help frame some things a little bit more. Um, core competencies are your most common, are the most common things that you will have to engage in by way of your job, whether it's a professional job or a church or whatever the organization that you find yourself in. So for instance, for a basketball player, um, they're not running around practicing dunks all the time. The coach has them on core competencies, free throws, because you're going to be shooting free throws more than you will be dunking. And so we have to make sure that the most common or most core aspect of the game that we're playing, and in this case, building church, running an organization, that we're getting as much reps in that as possible. They're not practicing half court shots to beat the buzzer. They're not taking time to do that. Why? Because that's a, I mean, that's a, a point of a percentage of time that you're actually going to get the opportunity to take that shot, but you're going to be fouled a lot. So I need to know that when you get to the line, you're going to hit two out of two. And so we're going to hundreds of free throws. Just go keep on practicing that you're practicing your passes. You're practicing your, your defense, your practice. Like those are the most common core issues that you face while being on that court. That's the best analogy to get it. And I hope that can help teams understand what we're trying to drill into when it comes to the core competencies. Very good. Very good. So let's, let's close this up by having a little coaching session here. Okay. So you're talking to a leader right now. There's some gaps in their core competencies, like you've just described. And, um, they're, they're becoming aware of it. So let, let's assume that there's a little bit of an awareness created. They, there's been some drop balls. Someone has had the tough conversation to make them aware. They're self-evaluating. Um, how are you coaching this? What are you saying to that leader right now in terms of how to up their game in this area? Right. I want, I'll speak to some of those things, but I want Kaisa to talk about an actual plan that the three of us have actually been involved with multiple times. And she's going to be our health management plan when it comes to the issue of core competencies uh, specifically. So she would have great insight on this and then I can give maybe more of a, just an encouragement coach shot to it. Well, our health management plan is different regarding the person and the situations. But when we've, when we've been able to identify that there's some gaps or there's some blind spots, or there's some things that really just need health, we're able to sit with, 
a person who has given us permission to speak into some of these areas and say, because we honor you and because mm-hmm. we love you and because we're being proactive in supporting your life, your marriage, your future, the longevity of ministry, what can we put into place right now to help you on this journey of health? And, and that can look like books and resources and weekly meetings, and it can look like long-term inpatient counseling, and it can look like outpatient things. And there's all sorts of different things that encompass the care there. Um, But I think we've got, which has been super helpful. And I think it's been super healthy for, for people to understand that not only are we linking arms to do ministry together, but we are here to lift each other's arms and support each other and to make sure that we're walking out the healthiest version of ourselves. And some of that conversation comes to what we've been talking about already, which is that these small things that maybe we don't even give much attention to or focus to are really important and they're actually spiritual. They contribute to our development. They contribute to where we can go in the future. Very good. And so being able to interject, so to speak, with a health plan or um, or support of your leaders can go so far with your team. Yeah. And then I would add to that. So that's the care piece of it. And then for leaders, especially like for someone who's sitting in maybe my seat or even these guys who oversee staff and oversee leaders and everything is that we have to have clear expectations and we have to have a, a we, and we have to have an articulated standard. And I think one of the reasons that teams are, are frustrated in this area and bringing people to this place is because they don't, they don't have clear expectations for the roles and then they don't have a clear standard in which we're trying to meet. And you never bring standard down in order to, to meet where like to meet people where they are at. We create a standard and then we work to help them come up to that Very standard. Good. And I think that's where we're seeing a diminishment in especially ministries right now in a church life as we go in the name of grace, which I don't understand this, but I'll just say it and just be really fiery for a second. In the name of grace, we lowered standard. Jesus never did right. that. You never right. saw lower standard for for the for grace. He set the standard and in some cases raised it even more. Raised and he it. Said, yeah. Come up here. We're going to help you come up here. And with grace, we're going to help you come up here because we're not expecting perfection, but we are not lowering the standard in order to have a lesser journey for you to come up here. Yep. We'll yep. walk with you through this with everything that we have. And then it's up to you whether you're going to actually do that or not. Yeah. God's ways are higher than our ways. That's right. And um, we, God didn't make his ways lower because we weren't willing to come higher. You yeah. know, that's right. just <laughs> not how Amen. it works. Uh, and I think my pastor would say too, if he were here, he would say, you know, your future doesn't happen to you. Your future happens through you. So there is a part of this that's just playing on us uh, in terms of facilitating all that God would want to do in our lives. So I'm imagining as we're talking today, there's probably a healthy dose of, of conviction going on. I I hope so. That's a good thing. Leaders Um, don't, don't let the world talk you out of being in uncomfortable spaces. Okay. This is a good space for you. Um, But maybe it'd be worth a pause, you know, sometime tonight or tomorrow morning when you get up, be worth a pause and say, okay, Holy spirit, talk to me right now. You know, where, where is this bucket losing water? (laughs) You know, you know, where, where, what's the biggest gap uh, that I have right now? I just believe the Holy Spirit's our helper and he will help us so that we 
Because you know what? When we mishandle things in church life, we hurt people. And that's that's what's so um that's what's so urgent about these conversations is that when we mishandle these moments, people are the collateral damage. And and you know, by God's grace, may we be found faithful in this. So I just wanted to say thank you guys for a couple of great conversations on this. Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for strategy, for calling things out on us. I really appreciate you all. Thank you, Brandon. Love it. Thanks, Pete. Leading second, man. find the episode guide, visit our website, leadingsecond.com slash podcast. And you can also follow us on Instagram at leading second and join us on the leading second collective on Facebook.